Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is TV Take, Variety's television podcast. I'm Joe Otterson, taking over for Daniel Holloway, who is currently afflicted with Bendai Syndrome. Bendai Syndrome, of course, being the fictional condition that affects elderly Vulcans in the Star Trek universe. This week, we talk with Brandy and Cody Rhodes from All Elite Wrestling, which launches on TNT this October. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Joe Otterson with Variety, and I'm sitting here today with Cody and Brandy Rhodes of All Elite Wrestling, which we can now finally say will premiere on Wednesday, October 2nd from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT. Guys, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Yeah? Feels, yeah. Does it feel good to finally have like the date out there? You know when it's coming to launch the show? It's yeah. A- it's a big day uh, because we were really excited to get that out there. And, you know, fans kind of had speculated, oh, it's mm. going to be fall. Maybe it's going to be October. Maybe it's going to be the second. But what they hadn't speculated is that we're coming from the nation's capital. So the very first show to be at Capital One Arena is really big for us. Mm. Yeah, that was the thing. I, you don't want to with wrestling because perception is reality. So often in pro wrestling, you say it's the biggest. You say it's the best. You say all these things. But without actual content? There's no, it's just promotional. It's just prop. It's just hype. So today to be able to have the actual time slot, the day, and the fact that we're doing Capital One Arena, which is a big ask. It's a big arena, um, 15,000 to 17,000. We'll see what we scale it for. I'm just blown away that we get to do the first ever TV there because it's a great arena. Mm. And in terms of the time slot, so um, why a two-hour show? Did you ever give any consideration to a shorter show, just one hour? Or why, why two hours? I think I always thought, and initially when we spoke with Tony, we always talked about doing it as two hours. Uh, we're all you know big fans of the Monday Night Wars in this era, and I think three hours is is drawing out the limited attention spans we all have as wrestling fans today anyways. But with two hours, we're still able to give them quality match length, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. We've got mm-hmm. you know almost 60-something talents. And, you know, not everyone can be on every week, but you still want to provide when people are on an actual picture of what they do. You know, other wrestling, sometimes they use their TV as just a commercial for the pay-per-views and the big events. Our big event is the weekly TV show every week. So you want those matches to really matter. Mm. One hour, I think, would, would really be selling ourselves short just to be able to paint a picture of everything we have from the beginning. A lot of these talents are lesser known, um, making names for themselves. And to, like you said, to give them not enough time to do what they do best um, would really be underselling them. Mm. And you guys had mentioned at um, the panel you just did here at the Television Critics Association, you're not going to be doing um, like house shows, like live events, like mm. every night of the week, like WWE and some other promotions do. Um, is that something you would consider doing in the future, or why not do that You know, now? I think we're probably not considering the idea of the live event system, uh, whereas we want to make the, the weekly show the show uh, that, that you need to be at, need to see, and need to be part of to, to follow AEW. Now, there's... 
exceptions. If you do a UK tour or an Australia tour where you do the international type event, but the idea of the uh, live event system and somebody who did so many live events with WWE, it's been a dwindling system for quite some time and it takes such a toll on your body and it takes such a toll on your mind. It's hard to do that and then show up for the big event. That being, you know, the TV you're doing versus being ready to go and putting all your priority and all your importance and everything there. Mm. And then um, now you guys are launching the the weekly television show in October, but you've really been up and running for a few months now mm-hmm. with some uh, great events uh, like Double or Nothing, Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. Um, so now that you've been up and running though for a while, what are some things that you have learned, and what are some things you are going to look to improve on between now and October? I think. Probably the biggest takeaway I had from Fight for the Fallen was uh, we were competing not just with ourselves and the time on the show. We were competing with the outdoor atmosphere and that heat index that was just through the roof. And so a small note I took from that was we need to tighten our shows up a little bit, you know, in terms of we're almost going backwards. The big mega events have been presented, and now we're going to the two-hour show, which is a smaller version uh, of the big mega events themselves. But uh, mainly the stuff I've picked up on is production, stuff mm-hmm. stuff that Keith Mitchell, who's our executive producer, who did WCW Monday Nitro for so many years, and I knew as a little – like when I was a little kid, I knew him. It's real exciting to be able to talk production with him and talk about why, how we want ours to look different, how we want to showcase all the different places we're in and not just kind of – take this and set it down here if that makes any sense mm-hmm. so a lot of production notes camera stuff production's really yeah. receptive though yeah. they're they're very quick to learn because um my first show with them being all out I've, I've never been with keith before on anything else um them uh just kind of learning where to be when i need them to be there is fantastic and that's something that only really really high level pros know to do they know that after this happens she's going to stop and then we're going to be able to pan to her face and that's so important uh so i think every week it's going to continue to get better and better and like when we're rolling weekly they're just going to pick up on those things so much quicker Mm. and one thing that i really like about AEW that makes you guys very unique is um just the the relative youth of your creative team like you know your your leadership team is very young Mm -hmm. and i mean what advantage do you think that gives you uh in the marketplace i i'd never thought you know, I always had such respect for my my dad, and I had I had a you know I still have a great deal of respect for Vince McMahon. But there is something to be said for, you know, you can't just plug into a generation that's not yours. If your finger's not on the pulse, it's not on the pulse. And I think that's one of the benefits, like you said, you have a young infrastructure, creative core that feels like our fingers on the pulse of the industry because we're such fans of this industry. We're such fans of it. So youth is something that's really going to guide us and help us. And hopefully if I get too old and not, if my ideas start to suck and my humor starts to fade, somebody will tell me and I can, they can move me out. But as of now, it's a really young crew and a crew that listens to the talent, um, the generation, you know, beyond. So Brandy, do you ever tell him if if his ideas suck or, um, I tell him when his sense of humor is not good. <laughs> uh, as far as the wrestling goes, he's got one of the most creative minds that's on on the nose with everything at all times. Even, uh, I mean, we we work together obviously in the ring, and there's sometimes where he'll have an idea, and I'll say, ah, I don't know about that. But then if you follow through, the people do exactly what he said they were going to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think I have a really good. I didn't go to I, we make the joke all the time on BT and stuff oh I didn't you know Cody didn't go to college and I 
went to wrestling college. I've been around wrestling since I was four years old. There's, I, I can't have had a better education than I've had to be, you know, under Dusty's tutelage, to be around Vince, to be around Hunter, to be around Dustin, to be around all these people in the industry who had great ideas. And I just, all of that was building to this. Mm-hmm. And I would have never known the behind the scenes role that exists and that I've been able to step into. And all of that education has been really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, Recently, there's you know people have had you know criticisms for a long time about the creative process in in WWE. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, so could for you describe for me um, how is the creative process different in AEW from other organizations? So it's it's really simple in my eyes. Is if we hired you for something we saw you do, you know we we scouted you say a GCW show that Janela put on, and we saw you on it and thought that guy's perfect, that girl's perfect. Well, when you show up for AEW, we're going to ask you to do what you did on that show. We're not going to change anything. We're not going to put a sailor cap on you. And hey, you're you're Sam the sailor now, and you're you're committed fully to sailing, and you're an, a nautical individual. Like none of that. It's your music is what we want to hear. We just want to crank it up a little bit. We just want to put it on a stage. And now we have that stage with TNT where the whole world can see it. So that's the biggest difference there's no gridlock as far as we're going to make suggestions and there's going to be predetermined things that an outline and an infrastructure that has to exist in wrestling in terms of where we go story-wise but we want you to go out there and play your songs mm-hmm. we're not adding any lyrics to them if that makes any sense no it does but um i should have clarified that so what i meant was when you're saying like you said like certain things are predetermined so like who's making those decisions then in terms of like okay like we want to have you know jungle boy versus mm-hmm. this person next week and that's going to build to something that happens the sure. following week leading into the pay-per-view who's making those like overarching decisions so that that would be the evps and tony okay. and that brand trust is really you know, so far with the three events we've done, I couldn't be happier with how easy of a flow that is. It's everyone has their opinions and everyone has the things they like, but Matt Jackson says it best. The formula really works because of, because of different opinions and because of different likes, because that's how the audience is. Mm. We can create a buffet for them and it'd be the best buffet. Mm. And Tony, of course, referring to Tony Khan um, of the, you know, uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, what has been the biggest advantage of working with Tony and bringing that, you know, um, professional sports background to AEW? His business sense is just so, so grand. Uh, he knows what he's doing in every realm. He's he's at Fulham. He's with the Jaguars. Now he's here with us. Uh, it's really easy to trust someone who really understands what it is they're working with. Tony's a lifelong wrestling fan. Um, he's a very big football fan. He, he's really, his heart and soul is in everything that he does. He's not just a guy behind, you know, a mask just saying for people to do things. He's feeling the emotions with us. He's on the roller coaster ride that the fans are on. So it's really easy to trust him, and it's really easy to want to hear his opinions and to want to, you know, get his take on, well, if we did this, what would what would you think if we did this? How would you feel even as a fan? So it's 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 really a dream situation to have somebody like that backing this driving force here. He leads in a really modern way. Um, he's a, a very sensitive individual and a very people personnel oriented individual. And I'm not, I, I hadn't seen that type of leadership in, in pro wrestling. And, and this is the first time he's been a leader in pro wrestling, but in his other interests, you know, he was vetting us and looking at us and our abilities and competence, if we could do this role. But at the same time, I was watching him thinking, this is a really big 
thing you're saying you want to do, and I don't know if you know how big it is, but you go to a Jaguars game, you see him at Fulham and see how he handles those scenarios and the roles he has. Man, he just is a great leader. And somebody I really like to just kind of – he always wants to talk wrestling. When I'm around him, I like to talk about stuff that I had no clue about. He's a really good person to learn from. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because Tony's a big, um, he's a big stats guy, right? Oh, he's a yeah. numbers guy. Because that's something you guys are going to be incorporating into the show eventually, right? Oh, yeah. So a big uh, a big part of what we're going to do in terms of stats, because that's like been thrown out a bunch in the language and the, mm-hmm. the campaign for AEW is talking about the stats. It's really a sports-centric take on pro wrestling, not just your tails of the tape, not just height, weight. It's it's it goes all the way down to wins and losses, and then it goes as far as like a heat chart itself. Where if this individual gets hit in this part of their body, they're prone sec, you know x amount of percentage of the time to the loss and falls being different than losses themselves. Just a whole really intricate take mm-hmm. uh, on the industry. That's something I think people can grab onto, uh, especially if you're a fan of it. To be able to dive in, I always liked the specs of certain things that I was a fan of, and we're really looking at creating that heat chart, creating that tail of the tape, and creating a really cool amount of data for fans to follow. And if they're watching on TNT, boom, there it is. But also, uh, in a larger sense, like the app, when the app comes out, things of that nature that they can plug in and their favorite wrestlers, they have all this information about them. Mm. So that's going to be something that um, fans can hope to see more of once the show launches in October? Yeah, I think it'll be more more of a fixture there. I think with All Out, because uh, we've only had the three shows, right. so the wins, the loss, and records are, you know, like yeah. I'm one, one, and one. We were doing it the other day. Uh, it's still a pretty good record. Hey, it's though, okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I'm the only guy with a draw, so it's just that random ex- extensive <laughs> one. Uh, but I think we'll, you'll see uh, probably glimmers of it at All Out. Uh, but that's something we're definitely testing and setting up for the actual show itself uh, uh, coming Wednesday at TNT. And you know how you're going to integrate that? It's going to be just like a, like a little ticker at the bottom where the announce team is going to say, and there's going to be like a graphic that pops up if you, or you're just kind of exploring options right now. Probably multi-platform on your screen and something that's coordinated via Jim Ross and via Alex Marbez and Excalibur. Something that's – if you're watching just wrestling – it's right there in front of you, and the story is being told, and it's this beautiful cinematic thing. But it's almost like a bonus for fans, if that makes any sense. But like you said, Tony's a big stats guy and comes from the world of sports. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little ticker running on the bottom of the screen, something you've never seen in wrestling before. Yeah, it's a little fun fact yeah. for fans. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, another thing that AEW has um, touted very proudly is that you know um, the show is, is very diverse, very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Is that something you always intended to do, or did that just kind of naturally evolve as the company started to gel? The best thing about this company is that first and foremost, we really wanted to just showcase the best talent in the world. So as that talent came to the forefront, many people didn't know much about the background of any talent other than we're watching this match from this show that they did and we're impressed. Um, A lot of things have come to be to show that we've got a very diverse amount of talent, but that was never anything that was predetermined. It was never okay. We need to have, you know, a black, black female in, in certain position. Brandy, that can be you. Um, it just worked out that I'm that person in that position because that's what fits. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll continue to be evolving and, and more and more diverse as, as time goes on. Um, we have this wonderful partnership with uh, Culture City which is helping us make our events so much more inclusive for people who have invisible disabilities, that has opened up a whole other world to a lot of people to just being a part of shows and attending shows. And uh, it was actually recently brought to my attention um, that there's a really great, you know, autistic pro wrestler in Australia. Um, So my hope is that 
we end up having everybody, everybody who's the best of the best as a part of our roster. Nothing should should hinder people to to want to mm-hmm. shoot their shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just came together. It, the, wrestling is so diverse. So when you were looking for the best wrestlers and the best minds, it wasn't necessarily like a line item. Like we need this, we need. Th-. It just came together, um, and we wanted to make it real as far as not just a promotional tactic. There's a lot of inclusive elements to AEW that we're not beating you over the head with. We're not trying to make the headline for for everything because really we just want to have the best wrestling and the best wrestling minds, and that naturally <laughs> leans into a very diverse. You know, infrastructure into diverse audience, mm-hmm. and then um, another thing too. You guys have obviously had some very good uh, surprises through, over your first yeah. few shows. You know, like uh, Kia Stevens coming in, which was so cool, and then <laughs> um, like John Moxley coming in at yeah. the end of the first show. And I was wondering, so is that something fans can expect to see? Like as the show goes on, or is there a point where you're going to say, okay, now that we've established ourselves, we can just you know run with what we've yeah. got and not kind of you know do the big surprises as much at least. I think wrestling always is going to have surprises. It's just part of our, it's part of the, the culture of wrestling. However, I do, you know, if you look back at some of the Monday Night Wars and you look back at some of the surprises weren't always that surprising <laughs> or that exciting, I think we are definitely, we have a responsibility to the guys and girls, the younger guys and girls we have on, on the team for them to get their moment and get their time out there and at the cost if an ex, you know a surprise comes at the cost of one of them I think we'd lean away from it in that case I'm really I'm always the one who's excited about straight wrestling show the best wrestlers the best wrestling boom and then there's you know these peripheral elements well what about this and that's what makes it so great you know the the collection of thoughts mm. And then do you either you have like a wish list of talent you'd like to see come in who hasn't yet? Um, I'm actually I'm very happy with what we have with a lot of our females. Um, like you said, we've, we've only had three shows, so a lot of our females haven't even gotten in the ring yet, and people are super excited about them. Yeah. So um, we still have a, a pretty pretty good rollout to come in the fall with introducing you to women and different styles and how we all work together. Mm-hmm. I like. I, I wouldn't even call it a wish list. One of the funny things about this is we're friends with all these people. When you have a company that's run by wrestlers, it's very – it's hard not to say everybody's talking because we were all talking in the first place. We were all friends, you know. Uh, I love the list we have. So I kind of have a wish list of people I want to wrestle within AEW. But there's some names outside that uh, I'd like to, you know, if they were unhappy to, to, to move them into our realm. I'll give you an example. And I, I, you're sitting here like, what is he saying? But like, yeah. uh, Randy Orton is somebody <laughs> that uh, he mentioned the other day that he had my dad's last match. And I thought, well, ho- well, hopefully I can have yours, you know. And this is a great thing for wrestlers. And I think that scares the hell out of a lot of the old, like, hot dog handshake opportunity style promoters that exist in wrestling. Is there no longer, if there's places that you can go, that means you've got to offer them the best treatment. You've got to offer them quality money, quality opportunity. And if you don't, they have the means to move on somewhere else. So it's just a good thing for wrestlers. This Wrestling fans, if they could understand anything about AEW, is how special this is for fans, but how special this is for wrestlers, too. Mm-hmm. And then finally, as we wrap up here, um, uh, so pro wrestling has not been seen on Turner's programming since 2001. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you guys to be bringing that back now for a new generation? I think you 
you speak to that the most of anyone considering your history and family history with Turner. Uh, so, yeah, the other day I found, um, it was yesterday, my sister found my dad's uh, Turner badge. And she just yesterday she found it. It was so ironic that we were coming here today. I definitely, at the age that everything was happening when it was happening and the ratings wars and even before that, I was such a diehard WCW fan. And then Monday Nitro, when it was on TNT, I just loved it all. I don't think any wrestler, wrestling fan, or historian of our industry could have expected that wrestling would be coming back to TNT in the fashion that it's coming back. Super romantic if that for a wrestling fan. And it's for me, it's very romantic in my mind. Like, man, I'm... I was the son of the executive producer for WCW when they first came to Turner, and here I am. But it's also important for me to get out of that headspace and remember that we can't do that. We can't hook on the nostalgia fully. You know, we can't breathe just that. We have got to provide what we said a revolution, something new, something fresh. And I think we're going to do that. Very good. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. One, one more time, All Elite Wrestling premieres on TNT Wednesday, October 2nd at 8 p.m. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.